Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. It is the season of subscribing. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> so I have heard. We're approaching our three years of the Freddie and Alyssa show podcast, so you don't want to miss anything that's coming up. We've got a lot of cool stuff in the works, and we're all going to be launching it here on YouTube. So that's my little extra pitch to hit that subscribe <laughs> button if you've been thinking about it. Um, if you're on Facebook, be sure to follow. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you think we deserve a five-star review and you'd like to write us one, that would be amazing. Like I said, uh, we've been putting out content for almost four years in general, even longer than that. But professionally, I would say four years. But the podcast on April 24th will be our three-year anniversary. We're approaching 200 episodes. It's very, very exciting. And we couldn't be having this successful podcast without all of you tuning in every single week. And I believe because of the time, it is virtually impossible to get this out at three o'clock. <laughs> and I'm finding with everything we have going on and the actual numbers, uh -huh. I feel a lot of people are watching the podcast around six or seven at night anyway. So I think maybe this isn't the official announcement, but I think we should move the weekly Wednesday podcast drop to like 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Love that. Because people are home from work and, and you can also watch it whenever yeah. instead of like in the afternoon. So we might do that because there's been too many times we have to push the time <laughs> and I hate doing that. So I want people to get on a schedule. So we're going to decide 6 or 7 o'clock uh, moving forward in this way. Uh, we will for sure be able to get these out on time because if we end up shooting Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon with the editing process... You know, we Take have time. to shoot it a day before to get it out on time. So um, that's a little, uh, you know, just thinking out loud here. Our sponsor <laughs> for today's podcast is Lennox. Yes! Lennox has been America's leading tableware, giftware, and home entertainment brand for over 130 years, inspired by heritage and designed for now, mm. which I totally agree. It is awesome. Lennox is happy to be part of your home and the moments you create in it. I really like that. Whether you're engaged, newlyweds, or just moved in together, we're kind of all of that. Uh -huh. Well, we didn't just move in together. We've been living together for 10 <laughs> years. But as a married couple, we just moved into a new place. I can't believe we've been here almost seven months now. Um, moved in together, uh, and you need to build out your space. Lennox is there for you. Lennox is the iconic brand that you can always trust for your wedding, registry, and home. From gorgeously designed dinnerware to long-lasting flatware and top-notch barware that's been chosen as one of the best Barware collections by brides Ooh, on the knot. the knot. So if you want to uh, grab yourself some Lennox um, dinnerware and flatware and all of their amazing products, you can visit Lennox.com. That is L-E-N-O-X.com. And if you want 20% off your order, use the code FreddieAlyssa at checkout. That's all one word, FreddieAlyssa. Again, that is Lennox.com. And enter FreddieAlyssa at checkout to receive 20% off your order. Thank you, um, Lennox, for being part of our podcast. We appreciate Yay. you. And um, if you're looking for some cool dinnerware and flatware, Lennox is the place to go. Um, so crazy. Anytime we've had Lennox as a sponsor, there are always comments about people who go, oh my gosh, I, ha I love Lennox. I've had it. I use it all the time. Like every time. And I love that so much. That's the power of brand. Right? 130 years. That's right. what's kind of... Um, disheartening about certain brands that have gone out of business hmm. like the toys r us the you know blockbuster um hmm. you know there's there's many um brands that i'm that i'm forgetting but it, it's it's that's the 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 whole world is about brand now yeah and that's why you like these companies should never let a brand die because i always look at the success level of a brand is knocking on every door that you see i always envision going to a massive hotel and knocking on every door apartment complex and if you say do you know pep what pepsi is Every person 
knows yeah. what Pepsi is. That's brand. Oof. So that's why our goal in the future, whether it takes <laughs> two months, two years, or 20 years, I can't wait till we build a brand that when we go into apartment buildings and knock on the door, they say, do you know who Freddie and Alyssa is? Yes. And at least if 10% do, we're doing something right. So that's our long-term goal. But brand is huge, and it's just really um, interesting that you brought that up. Um, Did you know, too, really quick on that same note, that Blockbuster, the very last Blockbuster, they made it into an Airbnb. And I think it's in... I want to say like Oregon, somewhere up that way, but you can go and spend the night in the last blockbuster. I'm like, that's so cool, nostalgic. I saw something on Netflix that I think there's a documentary called The Last Blockbuster. Yes. I'm interested. I don't know if I'm an hour and a half interested in the documentary of it. That, that's what I saw when I passed it. I go, I do love blockbuster, but what am I really going to learn from this? Yeah. Like an hour and a half of my time about blockbuster. It may be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just brings you back. I think that the, the, the perusing, like the idea of going to Blockbuster was kind of that same feeling nowadays when you, um, I want to make sure I hit record. Um, God, can you imagine? When, uh, when you order food from Postmates, like getting out your app and looking through and finding it and then you're like waiting for it to arrive was the feeling of going to Blockbuster. Yeah. You're like, what is it going to be? But then you had that tad bit of stress where you're like, are they going to have the movie in, which is just barbaric. We would actually want to go see a new movie that we waited six months to get out of theaters before it got out of Blockbuster, and you'd run in and look at the wall, and the new thing, they'd have like 20 copies, and it would be behind the DVD or the VHS, and then if it wasn't there, you'd have to run up to the desk and go, hey, did anyone just return it? And it was like scratching a million-dollar lottery if someone just returned collateral or something and you're like what it's here and they're like we're gonna get and you get like candy and popcorn it was really cool it was you and i actually used to go to blockbuster in la there was the one off of um like vineland and ventura by the ralphs that we would go to sometimes you know it was a smaller one and then there was the big one in north hollywood which is closer that but where they turn that into a pet store i think the whole plaza got turned into a bar. Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah, the, the, it was, it's a pet store. But that's the one that we went to when you were at uh, Huston Street yeah. or Houston Street or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it was a big blockbuster, too. Like, huge ceilings. Just There were so many movies. And it used to be fun, though, to go. You're like, ooh, it's Saturday. We're staying in tonight. But let's go out and go walk around and see. Ooh, what kind of movie are you in the mood for? Comedy? Oh, let's go to the comedy aisle. Oh, you want thriller? Let's go to the thriller aisle. <laughs> it's such yeah. a thing. And then you like get home and then like even putting it in the DVD player. There was more to it. Now you're just laying on the couch, stuffing a burger in your mouth going, buy, play. <laughs> so many options. Yeah, play. There's nothing out. <laughs> so it's funny though, that whole experience you lost. I know, and I loved it But you so lost much. it for convenience. It's only nostalgic. Like I'd like to do it once. Yeah. So maybe if somebody were like, that's why the last blockbuster, but it's an Airbnb, which is cute. Um, and no one would go to a video store because you, the business wouldn't stay open. Yeah. You know, it'd be nostalgic. But there's, if you go there, how are they going to keep up on? Like, who's going to go do that? Even Redbox to me is insane. That people actually go up to a machine and you like essentially rent a DVD and you have to return it. <laughs> Just it's three ninety nine to rent right to your TV. It's crazy, but maybe people like experience. Like, did you ever go to Video West with me off of Ventura? No, but I, is it next to Reno's? Yes, it is. Yeah. So I used to go there all the time. Rachel, remember my friend Rachel? Yes. She's the one. I don't know why we would go there instead of Blockbuster, but I think it's because sometimes they had 
just more chances to get the the movie you're looking for. But it also had like a sex movie aisle. So anytime I'd go in there, because, you know, I was like in my early 20s, I'd be like, oh my God, there's a sex aisle. Oh my God. Was there like a sheet that you had to walk behind? It was always a sheet. It was never like two, or it's like a weird door that they found on the side of the street and they screwed it in. And there's always like, you're like, okay. There was one that me and Mia went to um, because my friend Mia, who I roomed with for like five or six years, he worked at Olive Garden. I worked at Outback and it was in the Burbank Empire Center for anyone who's in California in uh, in the Outback and Olive Garden are right across from each other. So we would like go to work and he'd be in this building. I'd be in this building. But if we had different shifts, he would stop at this, um, at this video store on the way home, but it had all these, um, what do you call them, uh, tchotchkes? What do they call the, um, sure. you know, and it, and it was just like, but it also had a, like a, a, a BS <laughs> a curtain thing. and you're like, is the new releases behind this? And it's like, but yeah, they don't make it. Um, they don't make it like. Elegant. Not at all. Not at all. Like I'd put a flashing like XXX sign or something. There's something to keep it just like. It's not sketchy because it was always sketchy and you have all this young kids giggling. <laughs> yeah. And how the young kids have access on their phone at 11. So oh there is no need gosh. for a strange black curtain and that weird like. What's up? Like you have to like nod. Yeah. It's kind of how we are as guys when we go to the bathroom, depending uh-huh. on the situation. If it's like an airport and it's busy and we all go up to a urinal. Um, there's. It's funny how guys have an energy of when you feel the necessity to give a nod or when it's inappropriate because you if if it's if it's a fast-paced like airport there's kind of this thing that triggers when we go into the bathroom that you're waiting in line because it's so busy so there's no eye contact people are there for business but if you ever walk into like a a bathroom and someone's just you know zipping up and turning around and like you're about to go and there's like two of you there's always like a head nod (laughs) it's so weird because when i think of it being a a woman, if I if there were no doors for us women to go behind and like I just finished like pulling everything down and I lock eyes with the chick and I'm like, hey. <laughs> like it's so awkward. Well, there's a door on you on the Before thing. Chicks, I'm saying, but if there wasn't, like now that I think of it, you as a man go in there, y'all do your business, and then oh hey. But you think even peeing would be awkward? If I'm like just finishing my business and I, I'm pulling like my dress down and I catch eyes with a girl. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> interesting. It just, like, so it seems more personal, private and yeah. personal with guys. It doesn't really maybe, maybe number two would, <laughs> but it's also how I grew up because in our high school, there was no doors on the stalls because people would go and do drugs. So they ripped all the doors off. So there were times that in, even in locker rooms, like we would be getting ready for basketball. There's no door. So you would just go so if you had to go number two, there's no door. I, I don't, I know for sure in the locker rooms, there was no doors. Because I remember specifically, like, may- maybe in the actual, um, I don't know. Maybe in the actual school. I think the locker room did not. So, because we were playing basketball and it would always be like, hey. So, yeah. I got used to it. But guys maybe are just different about it. But there's there's some places for, for guys when we go that there's a divider wall. Right. But your peripheral, if you actually cared to look, you don't have to turn much to do it. So you have to just be respectful and look forward because even with the, with the, with the little gates, if if you just turned, you'd be able to see. Um, but then there's also just some that have like complete walls. There's some that have no, um, no, uh, dividers at all. And then there's some that's a trough. 
I don't, I think they got rid of those, but there's an actual, like, if you think of it as a bathtub, but like shorter and it's just like a long trough and everyone would go in it and it's pretty disgusting. And the other thing that's really bad now that we're on this disgusting train (laughs) of us men and, um, is that it's, 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 there's like splashing a little bit and then the floors and the floors are also sometimes wet. So when you go to stand in front of it, you have to separate your legs not to stand in the wetness if oh. it's if it's not a clean place. And then you take those sneakers and go walk on floors that if you're in high school, kids probably are sitting on later out front. You know, like how sometimes like in between class, maybe you'd sit on the floor in front of a classroom or I don't know. Well, you'd hope that when you're walking that it like comes off. That's disgusting. Or you walk in dirt. But yeah, yeah, it's not a good experience. The older I get, the more I realize, like, men really, y'all nasty. (laughs) Yeah, we have to try. But I've I've heard some stories of of some female friends who've who've come back from the bathroom and there's been some 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 bombs dropped. Oh no! And it and it seems disgusting. Well, you know, this is such a um, riveting conversation. It is. It is. It's a riveting conversation. I'd love to stay on this topic. Do you want to shift over to this? Is uh, we're approaching literally in four minutes is 48 hours since we got our second um, Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, high five. So um, how are you feeling? What was your process? How did how did that all go? Yes. So we went uh, Monday at 2 p.m. And we were, uh, me, like I was pretty anxious because I kept hearing from people that the second dose was going to be uh, the one with more side effects. You know, you, and it's, this is what's so interesting, interesting about this entire experience Sometimes you just can't listen to all the like mumbo jumbo going on because I got so into all these different stories that, you know, maybe you'd see on TikTok, you'd hear from friends. I heard a lot of really good ones, but then you also hear some that are like, oh yeah, I got so sick. And so I was just very anxious about that because the first shot, no symptoms at all. Like I had, my arm was a little sore. I was a little tired. Um, but we go in and we get it and I'm just sitting there and like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Cause you went before me, but we'll get to that in a minute. And they put us in observation for 15 minutes and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you're fine. You already had this in you. But then when you're done, at least for me, it was very much like, okay, now I got to wait like 24 hours to 48 hours just to see what's going to happen. And so every hour, I'm already a very anxious person. So for me, I was just sitting there going, oh my goodness, what is going to happen? You know, hour by hour. Then as the hours started to go on, I was feeling great. Like honestly, really, really good. And then later that evening, my arms started getting a little sore, but I kept doing these exercises. I'm not kidding you guys. If you get it, do this. It helps so much. And I slept really well. I woke up the next morning, no symptoms. Arm was a little sore. I've heard some people had really sore arms. I didn't. My, I mean, it was sore, but I, I don't feel anything today. And um, last night, I slept like 11 hours, which I wanted to let my body sleep because I just knew there's just a lot going on, a lot of stress going into it. Just let your body rest. And today, it's been, what, 48 hours, you said? Yeah. And I feel great. So what was yours like? Yeah, my mine. What you mentioned the first time for me, um, my arm was incredibly sore. Uh huh. You know, to the point where my first, my very first shot I got when I went to bed that night, and I rolled over in the middle of the night, it like shocked me because I was like, "Ow!" Like it hurt, like the yeah. soreness. But that only lasted for twenty four hours, and then the soreness went away. 
And then I was just jet lagged, like the same exhausted feeling. Um, you had that this time? I had, that was the first time. Oh, the first time. And okay. then it went away and I completely even forgot I got it. Like after 48 hours, I was like back to my life, never thought about it. And then we just got our second one two days ago. So I was like, okay, now I'm back in this. But the first day, what we did differently is that my parents were coming the first time the next day. Mm -hmm. So we were cleaning and working and scrubbing and like breaking our bodies down. Like we worked. Like we yeah. probably did like 20,000 steps, like just running around yeah. the house cleaning. And I was dead. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I got the shot and I was vacuuming the car out and I worked. So this time on our shot, I got it and I just relaxed and mm -hmm. I never felt tired the first day. Yep. Just went to bed. I, uh, my arm wasn't that sore. I was able to sleep on it this time. Yep. So I was like, oh, that's not a big deal at all. And then on Tuesday, the day after, I was definitely tired. I can tell that today, now that I've woken up, I'm 95% me. Yeah. I was like 65% me yesterday, energy level. But the other thing that I noticed that I thought was like a canker sore or something, because I've gotten those in my throat, my, when my parents were here and I was going to bed at night, I remember feeling like um, it wasn't a sore throat, like when you know you're like in your tonsil area, like you know when you have an infection sore throat. This was like I swallowed like a golf ball or something. There was like irritation in the lower throat. Yeah. And I thought I had like a canker sore down there or something. I don't even know if that's medically possible, but I was like, <laughs> what's down there that I'm swallowing oh and it hurts? Yeah. And I thought it was just like some canker sore. I never thought anything of it. After like six or seven days, it went away. And I never thought about it again. And then last night around 10 p.m., I swallowed and I go, hey, I have another canker sore. That's weird. Hmm. And then I started thinking, well, wait a minute. This was happening right after the shot and now it's happening again and I just forgot about it. So I don't know what's going on here. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It's just oh, I'm aware that when I swallow and that lasted like a few days last time. So I don't know yeah. what that is, but it's not affecting my life. It's just, I don't know. Just I read though is. that some side effects and it's harmless is that you can, your lymph nodes can swell up because that's just your immune system responding to it. Um, some people have even gotten it like in their armpit on the actual arm that they got the shot. And so there are just a lot of different things that can happen because, you know, your body's like, oh, whoa, let me fight this off. But, you know, at the very least, at least you weren't like super sick. Um, you know. Yeah, I definitely feel that I, I felt it a little yesterday where I like dipped and got tired. But right. after I slept too, like I crashed. Yeah, I mean, did. I crashed <laughs> last night and just slept like a baby. And I woke up just feeling like amazing and I craved coffee. And I was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm back. And then when you were getting your shot, it was so funny because I was recording it. You had no idea. And you were talking to the woman. I know you're sitting there you're like a little anxious. And she goes, Listen, I have to say this. One out of 100 people do get, you know, these side effects that we're discussing. Fever, chill, headache kind of thing. And what was your response to her, sir? I just said, well, have you seen 99 other people today? <laughs> the woman in front of me was cracking up. The woman giving you the shot was cracking up. Even the woman in front of me was, like, getting in on the banter. <laughs> well, I, I so think funny. because as much as... I was just, I was just like nervous, um, not like terribly nervous, but I was just, you know, you're sitting there like, so you know, tapping your knees yeah. with your hands and you're just kind of, you know, anytime I'm, I'm in that position, I even heard someone say this on TikTok recently, like if you're ever feeling anxious or nervous, um, make it about the other person so that mm. you get out of your own head. Mm. So when I sat down, and I also like to get information because not only for our podcast, but just in life, yeah. I like to have more information. So why not ask the nurse who I recognized last time, mm -hmm. who's been sitting there for three weeks giving shots, why not ask her how things are going? Yeah. Let's see what she says. Let's gauge her energy. 
And so I was like, let me make it about her. So I was like, so how's everything going? She's been good. So she wasn't giving me too much. She was kind of just being very professional. Sure. But then I was like, I got to keep this going. I can't just sit here because now she's, you know, so I, so I was just in the mood to banter. So she just happened to serve me a softball. And I thought, <laughs> let me make a joke. And she, I think she thought it was funny. She was laughing. Um, yeah. And then, so I was like, okay. And then I said, I'm good. And and that was it. But it was just for me to get out of my own head. I was like, let me make some jokes. And um, at least this time you didn't bleed. Remember, they let they you were the only person. They had one other. They're like, we have a bleeder. A leaker. And she was like, or a leaker. And she was like, <laughs> no, this woman. It was like it didn't. It, it was it was almost as if like it didn't hurt at all. It, 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 it was it did was not. Yeah. It was so and, quick. and then what you were saying too about the um, what you're hearing about the the vaccine is that. The reason that I felt the need, because we share everything, yeah. I just wanted to share my experience without the attachment of whether you should or should not get it. I just wanted to share with everyone who, who listens or watches or whatever we do, just like this is what, what went on, whether it was interesting or not. Yeah. Um, I just think that is important because most of the time when people are sharing, they, are, they have a... Um, um, a motive or a purpose of wanting to prove that it's safe or prove that it's a hoax or whatever you want to say about it. And we're only going to hear those stories because it's attached emotionally. Mm -hmm. Like if we drive every day to and from work or you go places and you never tell your family how the drive was, but if you saw a 27 car pile up, you would say that story, right. even though there's millions of cars driving every day that make it safely. So you're only probably going to hear the over-the-top, like, I promise this is positive, and the over-the-top, like, this person got real sick. Sure. So I said, well, what about the in-between people who are just, like, kind of doing it, and it just is what it is? So that was our reasoning for sharing it. We had we, I, whatever people want to do. You want to get it yeah. or don't want to get it? We have people in our family who have gotten it and people who haven't, yeah. people who won't. So I'm like, hey, whatever people want to do, the information's out there, do your research. But for us personally, um, I didn't want to do it. But we did it. I'm glad it's done. And now I'm excited just to go live my life. And that's why we're like going down to Boca this weekend. Your parents yes. have gotten here and we're seeing them. And it's just so nice that, you know, we're still going to participate in wearing a mask when we're in public, which is no big deal. You're in a store for 15 minutes. Right. But everywhere else, I'm getting together. I'm living my life. I'm back. I'm going to travel. We're going to go see your grandma. We're going to go like yeah. as soon as our two weeks And is all up. these others have been vaccinated as well. That's why. You know, yeah. like if my grandma didn't, if she wasn't vaccinated, that would be, for me, a whole nother situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So got to be safe. Do your thing. But yeah, it's just our experience. We're always speaking our truths, what we're doing. You know, you guys yeah. were very open and we always like to invite people to come along for the ride. So that was just our experience. And luckily it was really great. <laughs> and and let's just hope that, um, that, you know, that this doesn't become a yearly thing. I, I'm not looking forward to that. I really hope but that there's a... even if so. I know, but it sucks. I'm not, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So we'll see, but it's it's inconvenient in the sense that you're, um, you know, if if yeah, you have to go. It's not a big deal, but you are down. It like messes with you for like forty eight hours. Not in a bad way. Some people, but even if you're like tired, like I don't want to be tired. But the result of safety yeah, makes it worth it. Of course. Um. But yeah. What? So what, how about your? Uh, what about your parents then? So they're. It, yes. it, does it feel like they're actually living here yet? No. I still feel like it's I'm gonna wake up because my parents arrived what Saturday night and on Sunday it was Easter and it was just so awesome for the first time. I mean, honestly, I think in 15 years we were able to spend an Easter with my parents because that's not usually generally a holiday I would ever fly back for. Yeah, you know, you usually do like Christmas and Thanksgiving. Sometimes as I got older, it was more so Christmas. 
Um, but yeah, the first time and we were able to just kind of sit and hang and, you know, grill, eat, drink. Yeah, it was fun. We got to, we, we, uh, wanted to make it festive because not only did we not see our parents for 15 years, but we are also been in quarantine for 14 months and it was the first time we were throwing any sort of shindig. So everything was closed, but Walmart. So what does that create (laughs) in the Walmart parking lot? A mess. So it was packed. And it was so busy that we decided we had to go in without a cart because you ain't, you're not going to maneuver with a cart in a in a grocery store that's that packed. Yeah. But we had fun. We went and got burgers and we got some um, some some vodka. We got some beer. We got some hot dogs and buns and chips and some juice to make the drinks. And it was really fun. We came home. We prepped everything. I cut up the lettuce and the tomatoes. Got the, the entire grill ready. I wore my Mr. Apron because I wanted to be the cook. <laughs> and we set everything up and it was just a lot of fun to have your parents here. And I know that they were definitely like tired. It was their first day. Sure. But just to be able to sit here, show them the house and relax, have some good conversation. It just felt like normal. Well, it was so nice because you and I, in a long time, obviously because of quarantine all of that, we haven't had that feeling of oh, someone's coming over. We're so excited. I remember we were sitting and waiting and we had like the music on and we were sitting and finally sat down and we were having a drink and we were just looking at each other like, this is so cool. There's a new energy that people are coming here and we're going to get to hang out and have, it just, it just was something that I'll never take for granted again. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful. And it still hasn't fully sunk in yet that they're right up the street. Like the fact that tomorrow my mom is going to come over and cook dinner for all of us. Like that's so nice. Well, we haven't had a uh, we 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 haven't our our parents are fortunately they're together and mm-hmm. they're healthy yeah. and so we have four parents that um we we but we lived in different places so for fifteen years we have never in our adult life ever had like our parents come and cook a dinner or them cook a dinner and we go to their house because mm-hmm. when you're staying at your parents' house um. You, you are spending quality time, but the dynamic is different because you're staying in a room in your parents' house right. and everyone knows it's over in seven days. And then we're not going to see each other again for a year. So yeah. when they're making dinner, it's kind of like, isn't this nice? But in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, until six days or it's the last day. And you're like, I got to get up at six in the morning and go do a 12 hour travel day tomorrow. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not, I don't want any dessert. Like I just need to go to bed. So you, we never actually in 15 years, that was one of the sacrifices we had to make to go and be an actor in Hollywood is that you miss out on every birthday, every birth, every holiday, like everything. And now I'm in this stage in our life, we're young enough. And so are our parents that I want to make up for that time. I want to spend as much time with our parents as possible. I don't want it to seem like it's a vacation. Like that's why I want to get my parents down here even part of the year Mm -hmm. in a condo or something so that even for them when they're here, it's not like they're in the spare room and then they're like, then you're you're forced to do stuff. Yeah. I just want to like both of us to live independent lives and then bring joy and happiness to each other a couple times a week and share big moments. But that's what's so fabulous about living near your loved ones. Yeah. We have not had that in our adult life. It's so, different when you're a kid. Well, yeah, because you you your perspective's granted. different. So anyone who does have their parents nearby, um, you know, and it's easy to take it for granted because like anything in life, you get used to things. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just to have dinner every Sunday or every Saturday or, or once a week even. Yeah. 
is is it sounds like the best thing ever and i always remember this because once we get into the rhythm yeah i don't want to be like oh like tonight's not good i'm not in the mood like sure? i want to remember like we never were able to do this I so don't let's think that'll be a problem and i'm very excited because i'm going to learn all the dishes my mom made. i mean my mom when i tell you she and my grandma are just insane chefs they're so good and i just never really picked it up I never really wanted to learn. It wasn't an interest. I always had other stuff I was doing growing up. So I just was like, hey, they do it. It's good. Well, you left at 18. Exactly. Exactly. Still so much to learn. Yeah. So here I am kind of picking up where we left off. And now I want to learn. I want to learn these different recipes to always be able to know and carry on. But also like to cook for my husband or to cook for my family, to one day be able to cook for my parents. But there was one time when we lived at Whipple 1.0 and my mom um, helped me get all of the ingredients to one of her favorite dishes. And she sat on FaceTime with me for like, I think it was like two and a half, three hours. You were, I think, at work. And I, do you remember that? And I made you, I forget what it was. It was some sort of pasta, I want to say. But it was. I do remember you cooking, but I don't. I, I, but we didn't even have a table or anything. No. There. Oh God! I can't. I just that plate. What? That, a, that was during our. Uh, that was during our. We were flat broke our days. Struggle bus. We had no, Yeah, we had just like a couch and oh like the, the the kitchen was very. Um, it was not the a oven didn't work. Kitchen. Like yeah, it was. But uh, I still did it, and I remember when I finally did all of that, and you were able to eat it. I was so excited to watch like. Oh, it's bringing joy to him because uh, it actually turned out really good. But she, you know, walked me yes. through it. But I understand why people do want to cook because there is something when you're able to like feed your family and everyone's just like, oh, this is so good. Oh, it's so good. And you're bringing them joy. You're like, hmm, that was worth it. Exactly. It, yeah. If, if you're doing it for other people, it's watching them eat it and go and they go, oh, this is good. You're, You're like, like, yes. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so I, I get all of it. Um, I can understand too, though, for people with growing families, you don't have time to do that often. But then I do look around at like a lot of my girlfriends who are married and have kids and they're cooking and doing all, you know, it just it's just part of it. Yeah. You want your family to be well fed. And then sometimes, you know, their husbands are the ones who do it. It just depends. Every family and dynamic's different. So... Exactly. Yeah, but I think it'll be worth to have that skill because I because I don't I never I never have any recipes that even though I'm Florida Fred, um, my cooking has never come from recipes. It just kind of comes from creating something with what's in the house. What's left. So yeah, I've never overs. used measurements. I've never used um, like whatever spices I see, and I go, oh, this could be good, mm-hmm. or this is the you know this is the only option I have of cooking this, so I'm gonna have to bake this, or I'm gonna have to do. This. So I kind of just make it up as I go. Yeah. So mine is never like, I've never had a recipe where I go, let's see a half a tablespoon. And then this has to be for this. And then what is thyme? (laughs) Thyme? What's it called? (laughs) I gotta like, so I've never done that. Mine's always just like, what can I create and put together just off of like leftovers or whatever. But you've done well. And I'm just excited to learn some other kind of staples and easy to make stuff. Not every dish is a three hour process. Even getting a crock pot and making a soup to last for a long time and letting it, you know, sit. And yeah. Really just um, get delicious. It, there are just so many different things that we just don't know. And I think for me, a big part of that is growing up, I didn't care to learn. And then, like you said, I left at 18. So what am I going to just do that on my own? <laughs> 
I could, but I didn't really care, and YouTube wasn't big back then, so. But it's just interesting how the timing all all worked out, and that we're all here, and we're getting acclimated, and um, you know, it's 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 just it's exciting times. I'm just excited to like live a normal life again. I know. Because it was obtuse. It was weird to leave a job of so many years, leave a town of of people that we know, then go into a global pandemic, yep. and then move cross country. And now I feel for the first time, it's like, oh, now that I feel at home, it's kind of lifting because of the vaccines, the cases, like people are living their lives yeah. again. Your parents are here. My parents are coming to visit. There's, so I kind of feel like life, like this summer is going to seem a little similar to 2019 summer. Uh-huh. And we're finally going to be able to just relax and enjoy. Well, I'm excited. And it's just one of those things when you just kind of stick with it there's always that light at the end of the tunnel which i know so many of us are feeling right now because you're kind of feeling life moving toward a more new normal if you will yeah just with everything happening and and i'm super grateful filled with gratitude just for everything yes exactly and um but thank you all so much for stopping by and um we're wishing you just an amazing rest of your week and weekend benji's doing well and Benji, yes, Benji is is uh, doing really, really well, and uh, so he's back to our 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 son, yeah. and uh, he's doing super well. Um, so thank you for all the messages about yes. him as well, because that was a crazy couple weeks, and um, we're just happy that he's all good now. We got him on his right medicines, and he's just trotting around, yeah. enjoying himself, and uh, being his rambunctious self. So, um, so thank you, everyone. Enjoy your week, and we will see you next time. Bye.